1: Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet mini series. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Welcome along, everybody, to the Cold Popshire Podcast, and specifically to the Oscars cheat sheet mini series we're doing, where we review and discuss every Best Picture nominee for the Oscars in 2022. Um, we are joined today by myself, AJ, by my co-host Richard, and by my actor slash friend Aaron.
2: i'm so glad we've kept this joke up for as many episodes as we have Mm.
3: yeah uh, aj famously against running jokes Mm. I you think. tried to with the rid the podcast of running jokes, and you gave it its best one yet
1: <laughs> and richard can you tell us what film we're going to talk about for this episode uh
3: today we're talking about a film called drive my car which is a uh japanese film um mm-hmm. uh directed by rasuki uh hamaguchi and uh yeah i mean i could tell you who it stars but uh I doubt you will have heard of um, any <laughs> of the actors
2: in it. It's a bit of an assumption there. How do you? <laughs> it's,
3: it's based on a, a short story um, from uh, the um, uh, from Haruki uh, Murakami's short story collection called Men Without Women, and it also apparently takes inspiration from a few other short stories And it. Uh, yeah, it's it's
1: ironic that it's based on a short story and is the longest Oscar best picture Mm. nominee of them all
3: it's a very long movie it's just just shy of three hours long and when i say just shy it's two hours and 59 minutes long (laughs) it's
1: seconds short (laughs) yeah (laughs)
3: yeah um and and so it's about it's about acting and and theater and directing so aaron i'm gonna turn to you
2: um As What's our this actor,
1: it's also about friendship, Aaron.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I just say, finally, uh, finally, a movie nominated for an Oscar that's about the art of acting. <laughs> Too many times <laughs> have we been ignored by the Academy. <laughs> damn it! Um, when you say you're turning to be Richard, do you really mean summarize the plot, please, sir? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're enough,
1: drive the car that is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Before
2: it's- laughs> Well, I hope my summary is as good as that joke. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's
3: let's
2: let's crack into it. Uh, basically, the main character we follow is um, a successful theatre actor who um, is uh, we we are led to believe in a happy marriage with his wife Otto, who's a screenwriter in television. Um, and Otto basically kind of creates the stories that she turns into um, television shows uh, when she's having sex, basically, or after sex, she narrates them to Howie. her partner. Her <laughs> post-Nut like Clarity. Is <laughs> <dumb. Yeah>. Exceptional.
1: <laughs> the movie should be called Post-Nut Clarity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and so basically one day, uh, the main character is meant to be flying away to a theater festival, um, but his plane is grounded due to inclement weather and he comes back to his apartment to see um his wife having uh sex or an affair with what who we presumed to be the star in her latest tv series basically um instead of confronting her the lead character basically slowly slips out of the house and um, avoids confronting the topic uh until eventually uh sort of a month or a couple of months later maybe um his wife is like can we talk about something tonight and he's like yeah totally all good um i've just got this thing on today and so he instead of going and doing a thing he just basically drives around until the very late evening in order to avoid having this confrontation he comes home and discovers his wife has died of an aneurysm Um, brain hemorrhage brain hemorrhage thank you also it's probably worth (laughs) mentioning at some point given this is uh fairly important for the plot that um he's also being diagnosed with glaucoma in his eye so he's like unable to see very well when he's driving um And that will potentially also become relevant later on. Anyway, uh, his wife is dead. Cut to two years (laughs) later. Um, He's still sort of trying to pick up the pieces and think about, you know, the fact that he never really confronted his wife about her cheating. Um, The main character is invited to uh, direct an adaptation of Uncle Vanya in um, show. Hiroshima, thank you, uh, at a theater fester in Hiroshima. Uh, he goes to Hiroshima and uh, begins casting uh, for his play, where the actor who was sleeping with his wife auditions, who's recently fallen from grace. Um, because Yes, um, because it's not, re- not revealed at that point, but it's basically because he's slept with a minor or had some sort of altercation with a minor, basically. Um, at the same time... Uh, the lead character is also assigned, <laughs> is assigned a uh, a person to drive his car as a part of his contract mm. with the theatre. Because- and this is
3: like an hour into the film, he's assigned someone to drive his titular. It's
1: not car. an hour, is it? Uh
3: yeah, or may, maybe fifty minutes. But he, he doesn't. the The title uh, or the the opening credits for this film occur just after forty minutes on.
1: Yeah, it's after his wife dies, isn't it? Yeah. That they occur. Yeah
2: yeah um the theater the leaders of the theater festival explained that at a prior festival an actor had like run someone over or something and did they yeah. did they kill them or am i imagining that uh
1: the the point the point being we can't have someone whose career we have staken to be jeopardized in any way so this, yeah. someone else has to drive your car
3: and, yeah. and it's Which such is... a funny like yeah it's a little like almost like a throwaway line that like you know is the entire plot of the film rests on the fact that he's not allowed to drive his own car and they're just like ah oh, yes yeah, someone who used to work here ran someone over so yeah, <laughs> you understand why we can't let you drive your car. <laughs>
2: But then, also, I would argue that that moment also acts as a sort of Chekhov gun in some yeah, respects for the to movie. Say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, as as weird as it sort of is, like a throwaway, hilarious thing when you kind of see it, it's also like weirdly loaded as well for the latter events mm. of the film. Mm. Um and anyway, then so also,
3: just so you know, it's a Chekhov's gun. They also revolve the whole play around a, um, <laughs> the the whole movie around a play by Chekhov.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uncle Vanya, um... And so uh, the director slash lead character um, begins the process of casting Uncle Vanya, and it's sort of expected that he will take on the role of Uncle Vanya, the titular character in the play, Um, but he decides instead to cast his wife's uh, dead wife's lover in the main role, a role that he's no doubt ill-suited for, and it's sort of never made clear, but it's sort of suggested I think it's um, okay to say that in some ways he's casting him in that role in order to humiliate him or ruin
1: him because you can't play uncle Vanya uh, without coming to terms with who you are as a person or something like that so yeah it's also it's also worth noting and I, this is such a strange element to the movie that the main character is famous for this new p- pioneering this new style of stage play where everyone speaks a different language and it's subtitled on screen going right from West Side Story yeah, to talking yeah. about this where every language is subtitled to the point where he actually casts a um, someone who only communicates through sign language and, not, and, and, and well. Korean
3: sign language as well mm, yeah, so it's yeah. like it's not even the local sign language for them
1: mm. so very very um subtitle heavy film mm. in more ways than one
2: yeah um, it's yeah. It, in some respects it seems like if the theater director or the director of the film like knew that he was going to have an international audience he was going to be like <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah. with this boys Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so anyway the uh Basically, it pr- the movie proceeds with the actors rehearsing the play as um, the director begins to get to know uh, his assistant director and also the driver of his car. They sort of unite over tragic uh, backgrounds, I guess, or backstories. Well, she,
1: she is also the age his daughter would be had she not died in 2001 as well. So there's sort of like a father-daughter kind of bond that happens between them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Her family was killed in a landslip in a sort of town lot further north in Japan, basically. Okay. Um so anyway, the rehearsals continue and then eventually there's a sort of I guess you'd say a confrontation scene between the lead character slash director and the man who slept with his wife where it's revealed that an unfinished story That his wife was writing was actually the basic, the ending was relayed to her lover after they had sex. Um, Mm. And it's sort of in some ways, I guess it doesn't really provide closure, but it sort of starts the path towards healing for the main character. And then who is, (laughs) and then and then (laughs) Um, it's a
1: very and then movie you can't just say it's about two rival gangs in new york and it's essentially Romeo and juliet this is it's uh (laughs)
2: yeah a lot happens and it's like also we were talking after the movie about like where would you cut things from this movie like Mm. Although there's a lot happens at his three hours, it's also like, man, you probably couldn't trim a hell of a lot. Anyway, they get to the end of the process of rehearsal. Um, Everything's going particularly well and surprisingly well for the lover of the director's wife. He uh, appears to be excelling at the role until the police arrive and arrest him for having uh, basically beaten a
1: paparazzo to death
2: yeah um so he's arrested taken away and uh the director is given an ultimatum either cancel the show or he has to take on the role of uncle vanya um the director decides to take a couple of days to decide where he drives up north with his driver to the place where um her hometown where the landslide happens and her mother was killed and at the location of the where her house used to be they sort of have a kind of uh cathartic moment where they both sort a big, of come a to Oscar terms. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sort of is but not in like a dialogue heavy kind of a way. I mean, like, it, like you know, the
1: Japanese equivalent yeah, of, a, of yeah. an American Oscar scene.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then uh the director comes back, takes on the role of Uncle Vanya and manages to finish the season and then we cut to 2 years later um where uh, we see the driver of the car driving the director's car with a dog. She goes into a supermarket and is living her life. And she's also in Korea apparently.
1: And also, everyone's wearing a face mask, which is maybe uh, yeah, saying. Yeah, which is
3: I was. We talked about this after the movie. That like, is this the is this the first like reference to the COVID nineteen pandemic we've had in a Best Picture nominated film?
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
3: I can't remember any from last year. Um,
1: uh, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but Borat was nominated for Oscars.
3: And... Yeah, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah, two, I mean, th- two films in a row we've compared to Borat. too.
1: <laughs> that, that's.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button,
1: right? Uh, 12 (laughs) minutes into this episode relaying this very complicated plot and gentlemen I don't know what you thought of this movie but I fucking loved it I thought it was excellent I think that something this movie asks that I think is a beautiful um sort of central question to base a movie around is like how do you forgive someone when they're no longer around to be sorry and i think that's such a complex Mm. idea because the main character's struggle is essentially he tells his his wife's lover in the car the the night before he gets arrested he basically says like we loved each other dearly um but she would often sleep with other guys and that was just something that i had to live with and it didn't mean she didn't love me Um, and I and so like he's aware, and uh, that sort of revealed to you then in the film that her sleeping with this other guy is not a a, a single thing. Like there's mm. been several affairs, um, and in a similar way, the driver, she, her mother, like abused her. But when she died in a landslide, she feels guilt for having not tried to save her from the 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 house falling into the into the ground, and I just think it's such a beautiful idea and a beautiful kind of like story of of how to like move move on and live with unfulfilled things in your life without the apologies or the explanations or the or if you're wanting to forgive even though you can't uh these are all like these beautiful complex yummy themes that i would mm, love to see yum, get yum, nominated yum, more you know recognized more in in oscar films um and it was also this was also a movie where like the first half which is an hour and a half Mm -hmm. i was like the length of
3: belfast
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i was like what is this movie saying what is this movie about and by the end of it i was like this is one of the best movies i've seen in ages like i just thought it was great what do you guys think
3: I, yeah,
2: I liked it too. <laughs> I too liked it. I had, yeah, I guess you would say maybe I had a sort of similar experience to you, AJ, where I probably like i would say of the three of us not to uh maybe i'm wrong but i feel like maybe i'm slightly more of an art house kind of a guy <laughs> of um, the three
1: of us i'm more into japanese culture than
3: you guys <laughs> <laughs>
2: no i i i guess yeah i don't know maybe in contrast to richard he always jokes that i'm much more it's it would be the kind of movie that i would love um mm. so like going into it yeah. i was like i've heard Aaron's people Aaron's i know
3: pretentious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's true. Um
1: <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> there, there's an ad red. that
3: plays before the films. Um that's like uh it's an ad for trade me, which is similar to like our version of Craigslist, I guess. And it's um it shows you Uh, like oh well this person went on trade me and and knew what this job was about and it's um two people in an art gallery and the woman who's done the research is like wow this is this is a great place for me and then the the guy there is like oh that's pretty weird and every time we see that i'm like aaron it's us (laughs) (laughs) i have seen
1: that commercial 1000 times <laughs> I've said this so many times I'm not saying you're you're wrong in your assumption Aaron but I will point out that like we just kind of make podcasts about Marvel movies but I love I, I love yeah. art house films as well it's just that's not where the money is in podcasting necessarily <laughs> sweet
2: I guess uh, I, I sort of just based my assumption on um, Richard's sort of uh, point of view you know the fact that compared to him I like art house movies more and I'm like Richard's aj is a kind of richard type
1: <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely no i, I, no, don't, I i'm do, not I, saying you're wrong
3: i also do love art house movies but i do i also like playing into the stereotype of our relationship aaron that you're <laughs> that you're the pretentious <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> arty, uh, guy Oh, well, i hope big to live the idiot too. who likes marvel films <laughs> I
1: think the the best the best metric of how we all felt about this film as I rated it five stars on Letterbox. Richard rated it four stars, and Aaron doesn't have a Letterbox. And Aaron's too pretentious to have Letterbox. He likes Art House that much. <laughs>
2: That is an amazing summation. Um, <laughs> not even sure I know what Letterboxd is.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're right,
2: you do like Art
1: House more than men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm that committed to the lifestyle that I've chosen not to, to be actively ignorant. Um, yeah, I would say somewhat similar to you. I was like, I, I kind of went in expecting to be like, oh, this is gonna be a movie that's right up my alley. And after about an hour, I was like I'm not sure I'm going to like this movie. Mm. And I've still got two hours to go. But then, you know, it's sort of as these three-hour movies kind of tend to do, right? It sort of unfolds itself mm. to you over time. Mm. And then you sort of hit the hour and a half mark and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then mm. you get like two hours and you're like, yeah, this is real good. And then you get <laughs> I to would like, die for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you get to two hours 45 and you're like, man, he's really he's really done something here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's such an interesting movie. I feel like this is the... This feels like it's, um, if the Oscars were cool, this would be what would win, right? Yeah. Like, th- this, it's that kind of movie where it's like, this is the one that that provokes, this is the one that um, is the outlier in so many ways. Probably, probably because it's a quote-unquote foreign film as well, as mm. dealing with a whole different set of tools of storytelling. Um, mm. But it's just, it's so good, and it's so, it's the first movie I've seen in ages that I can truly say, like, was profound i guess i haven't seen a profound movie in a long time um and as much as i love like dune or some of the other oscar nominations this was like far more this felt far more like applicable to everyday life than whatever the themes of June might be
2: <laughs> yeah it really highlights there's a kind of a difference between in some ways in film satisfying narratives versus like you know things that are profound you
1: know mm, what i mean mm, mm. Mm, but i felt mm. like this was both in a way i felt very yeah. satisfied by this movie whereas often other movies which i would say profound leave me i need to reach the fact reach loving them because of how like, sort of confused I am by the time yeah, before. But yeah, I found absolutely. this immediately satisfying as well, yeah.
3: Um, did you guys notice the absence of a song in this? No. That, like, th- this doesn't contain the Beatles' Drive My Car at any point, um, which I found apparently... out that
1: the Beatles had a song called Drive My Car after I found out this movie existed, so...
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently it was too difficult to get permission, and so he just didn't... <laughs>
1: I mean it's that the the term drive my car, I think, is not necessarily exclusively a song lyric. Like I it think is also it's, a phrase. I think
3: it's very like, you know, the, the, the fact that it's called Drive My Car is very much a um Beatles reference, which yeah, it says this the film and the story named after. Um but also apparently this was originally set in um uh, Busan, South Korea, but was changed due to covid nineteen.
1: Why would that have changed it, I wonder?
3: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I guess just like, you know, where to um or maybe maybe it's like it was supposed to be that, you know, he it, it's it's a Japanese film and but instead of going to Hiroshima, he goes to Busan, but it's like, well, the having to cross international borders mm. is a lot harder, um mm. and maybe less believable in the film.
1: Mm. Mm um so what what are this what's drive my car's odds of winning best picture
3: uh well when we recorded two days ago it was uh at the bottom of the pile but it's now second to last um interestingly uh fifty what's, to one what's, odds uh, what's now na- nightmare alley which i th- i what? think is is the way how it was that, that those well so don't
1: look up as more of a chance of winning best picture than drive my car
3: apparently yeah <sighs> That Uh, surprises
1: me. If I didn't know the odds like and have had sort of like a finger on the pulse, Mm. I would think it would be down to Drive My Car, um, um, Power of the Dog, or like maybe like Dune, maybe for like the big, you know, when was the last time the the big movie won Mm. the Oscar, I guess. But I'm surprised that this has got such low odds. I would have thought this would be the kind of thing... That they eat up
3: it's certainly like a beloved film it's one of only six films to win best picture from all three major u.s critics groups the first foreign film or non-english language film to do so um the wow. other five being goodfellas schindler's list la confidential the social network and the hurt locker
1: wow interesting hmm. um and what else is is drive my car nominated for
3: uh drive my car is nominated for best picture best director best adapted screenplay and best international feature film uh i'd say it's pretty comfortably going to win international feature film um <laughs> unless somehow there's worst person in the world norwegian film also has uh, nominations outside of or one nomination at least outside of the international feature film category which um right. usually you only get one um, film yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean when it's nominated for picture director it would be an, ups- it would it would be an win- upset to win to nominate yeah, yeah. yeah
1: um i don't know i think like I I definitely would say like Dune June is still my baby, but like I kind of would like this to see this win. To be honest, like mm. I think it deserves it more than more than Dune maybe. But um, yeah. Any any final thoughts on Drive My Car?
2: I would say just to Richard's point earlier, talking about music or the absence of music. There's a there's a scene in the movie where there's no sound for like i don't know maybe a minute <laughs> mm, yeah mm, yep yep um and i just remember thinking like just the loudest silence i've heard in my life oh my God. Eh? <laughs> my God. i thought
1: i thought the, the movie was broken <laughs> As, i was, like, is I was someone... like the sound better come back in soon or else <laughs> like...
2: yeah
3: because aaron and i saw this together in like quite a big cinema um, but mm. fairly empty, and it got emptier as the movie went on as well. That um, because a few people walked out. But the yeah, like j- just feeling like slightly coming down with a cold, not COVID nineteen. Um, coming down with a cold. Um, yeah. and you know when you're very aware of like any kind of sniffle or anything like that that you're making, and then the movie has these like massive periods of just complete silence and yeah. just be like oh my god i'm the loudest human being
1: in the world <laughs> right now <laughs> wow there we go um yeah any any final any final thoughts on the film
2: yeah i mean i thought it was amazing and it sticks with you like uh, probably out of any of these movies i've watched Same, it's yeah. like the one that sort of actually really stuck with me and i don't know It just made me think about my relationship and mm. yeah <laughs>
1: Cool man. That's great. (laughs) Cool, cool. All right. Well, that was our thoughts on Drive My Car if you enjoyed this everybody then you should head on over to our, our Twitter and Instagram where you can follow us at Popsha. you can also email us at Popsha media at gmail.com you can join the discord which there is a link to in the show notes or if you like you can throw us some money over at patreon.com slash Um and you can email us or message us or on any on any of these places and tell us what you thought of Drive My Car I really want to discuss this film more and more and more with more and more people so keen to hear everybody's thoughts if they've seen it Um, and yeah join us next time on the cheat sheet the Oscars cheat sheet where we're going to be talking about
3: Uh, well let's continue the subtitle theme and talk about Coda Coda
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time